Hi there, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about bolster security regarding phishing and fraud. My pleasure to speak with Jeff Baher. He's the head of product marketing with Bolster. Jeff, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. My pleasure. Thank you, Tom. So Jeff, let's discuss some recent research you've released recently. Let's start with this. The state of phishing and online fraud. What were some of the key findings that got your attention? Well, so yeah, we just issued this report. It actually came out last week. So I would encourage anyone to take a look and try to download the report. So what we have, our system is tracking, we're scanning millions of URLs on a daily basis. So we have, through what we did last year, a pretty interesting uh, snapshot of, of what occurred through 2020. Um, so one thing I would say, just to start, is this the volume of phishing and scam activity that just continues unabated. So uh, looking from 2019 to 2020, about a 75% increase in the number of you know, phishing scam links that we detected. So almost 7 million scam sites last year. If we look also what, what happened within the year, just from the first quarter to the fourth quarter, there was a 185% increase. So it just, uh, we can talk more about kind of what were some of the scams, but just the volume is just is eye-popping. Um, and, you know, so a big part of what our system's doing is being able to render verdicts of all that we, we're seeing. But this obviously, you know, breaks down and manifests itself in different industry verticals and for different brands where they, you know, feel this, you know, significantly. Well, the volume is certainly overwhelming. What would you say you learned about the emerging threat landscape and some of the scams that you referenced? Well, you know, I think the, the first thing is, you know, last year there was, there was a number of headlines that, that transformed businesses and, and uh, I guess to some extent even humanity. The scammers didn't take a break. And in fact, they lean in heavily to the types of things that rank high on the fear gauges, if you will. So obviously in the beginning of the year, there was a significant amount of uh, suspicious domains and scam activity around the initial kind of COVID threat. Then when there was PPE opportunities, there was you know, scams that immediately emerged over people that were looking to you know, defraud, people that were looking to gain access to those funds. Throughout the year, as we moved closer towards vaccine and vaccine development, we started to see specific attacks on some of the leading pharmaceutical manufacturers. So it's just, it's interesting that, you know, any which way that there becomes an opportunity to expose or exploit based on fear or kind of a money opportunity grab, the, the fraudsters are, are on top of it and, and quickly set up fake sites, different ways in which they're trying to steal credentials uh, you know, a big part of, you know, what we all experienced last year was this work from home shift. And, um, you know, that is in particular, say for Zoom, which is one of our customers, had an immediate um, attack on you know, login sites and different ways in which people were trying to steal credentials or, you know, gain access into uh, video conference sessions. So, you know, those things which were, I'd say, humming along up until, in the first couple of months of this year then became immediate and acute problems. Uh, so, you know, those are the things that I, I wouldn't say that we didn't understand those before, but you certainly see it play out in real time and in very acute ways. And it's just, 
you know, for any one company or just for the industry as a whole, it's, it's just eye-popping. So what's this point to in the future? What's the outlook beyond just where we are now in 2021? It hasn't stopped. You know, so, you know, looking into this year, and we can talk a little bit more about that, you know, some of the new areas that we're seeing now fraud taking place, but the volumes and, and, and this, this, the pace which things happen are, is, is unabated. Uh, the, the, say one level, there's a greater sophistication that we're seeing combined with the greater speed with which scams can occur. So I think that that, what, what's happened is it's also quickly, I think, outstripping the capabilities of traditional mechanisms, which were largely manual, largely people-based, looking to see things emerge that look suspicious or that, or that actually are malicious. And that at the rate that you see occurring today, it's just not something that can be done manually. So I think that we're seeing you know, the volumes increasing and an in, in increasing need to kind of meet that scale was something that is what we like to say kind of machine scales so try to match scale with scale in terms of um, you know the threats in the various places that they're occurring so jeff in addition to the state of phishing and online fraud report you also have just released a cryptocurrency scam report what are the biggest takeaways well you know, i think cryptocurrency for various reasons has moved from kind of this kind of corner case to becoming very much kind of a mainstream investment instrument. So like everything else, when time that there seems to be money out there that the fraudsters are quick to, to sniff that out and, and to scam unassuming investors and, and, and the like. And I think what's, what's interesting is there, there's the novelty of cryptocurrency and now even more so with NFTs, it's a distributed infrastructure so it's not like bank traditional banking or credit cards where there's you know a number you can call if there's something that isn't going right so there's benefits of the system but there's also as a result some opportunities where you can be defrauded because it is inherently kind of decentralized kind of system what's also interesting is this hype around specific currencies like bitcoin or dogecoin that there's a direct correlation with the hype that you see around a specific currency and suspicious domains and scamming. So what you'll see in the report, for example, some examples of, as I mentioned, like Bitcoin, and we've tracked that since, say, last, we've been tracking for a longer period of time. But if you look at it, say, since like October, or sorry, August of last year and into the fall, you can see as the currency price was increasing, there is a direct correlation with the number of suspicious domains, so fake sites that are looking to capitalize on the name of Bitcoin or are leveraging uh, personalities or other, other brands that they were then attached giveaways or scams related to Bitcoin. Another more recent one was earlier in this year, some a pick, particular kind of pump and dump hype cycle that was occurring with Dogecoin where it had a significant spike within just about a 24-hour period. And now we're seeing this again, really kind of through the, it's kind of continued through this year as a move from different currencies. But clearly, wherever there's interest and hype, you immediately see, and it's not just you know, months later, it's within you know, hours and you know days that you start to see fake sites 
all sorts of kind of sweepstakes and things that just like in the early days of the internet, these things kind of, they, there's a novelty to these, there's sometimes a sense of urgency and there's doesn't take too much to start giving away information that creates some significant losses for you as an individual investor, but pretty significant gains then for the fraudsters. Jeff, again, it's overwhelming. How do enterprises need to be thinking about protecting themselves from these growing scams? Well, so we kind of break it down. Obviously, those that are in any specific industry, so those that are running foundations in cryptocurrency, you know, anyone that's playing specifically in cryptocurrency, as an example, or anyone that's playing in SaaS-based applications like Zoom and others where they know they're now much more um, front and center in terms of that which is being kind of consumed and places where people are now starting to transact more and more. I think the important thing is for those that are directly in the line of sight is to recognize they're increasingly targets and they're targets that are going to happen at, at significant st- scale and, and then very quickly. So I think the thing is recognize you can pretty quickly get your back up against the wall in some of these situations and, and knowing that that A can happen and B, that if that does happen, what are the ways in which I can get my arms around that? You know, in the case of Zoom, when I, which I mentioned earlier, we had taken down almost 1,500 sites within the first 24 hours of you know, the discovery process. So that type of, I mean, that's kind of what a typical player might kind of run into is it's not just that someone put up a fake login site, it's that someone put in a, a lot of fake login sites across many hosting providers, across many different countries, or it's not easy then for me as an individual or as a team to figure out all those places where it exists and then to take all of those down. And all those that are out there is what ultimately then you know creates threats and creates a risk for, for my business. So for those that are directly in the line of sight, have plans in place to protect your brand, to protect your customers, um, have early, let's say kind of warning mechanisms, different ways to start getting out ahead of where you might anticipate some of these problems being. For example, looking for new registrations of domains that are variations of your domain, your brand, you're getting your arms around what we would say is a lookalike domains or type of squatting sites, because uh, that's a big part of where the real estate gets created for a lot of these campaigns that, that take place. For those that aren't directly in, in the line of sight, your employees, your business as you know, being part of the kind of broader kind of industry is also at risk as people are, you know, various employees get emails coming into them from investors or friends are sharing links up, you know, within a business or an organization. So even just the kind of what might be seemingly kind of benign sharing of URLs about opportunities or links to different kinds of investments, all of that also is the prime opportunity to start looking more closely at what is being shared, scanning these URLs, being able to render verdicts so we're not in positions of receiving into our enterprise and then disseminating or kind of amplifying any of those types of scams. But the third I would say is for, for individuals is for you know, continue to practice this you know, good, safe web browsing. Uh, if at all, if there's doubts about links that you're looking to, to click on is this first scan them. There's a number of scanning sites out there. We actually as part of Bolster have 
a community-based platform called Checkfish. So you can, and, and it's actually used by about 80% of the Fortune 500, but people go on a daily basis to scan URLs. We do real-time scanning, render real-time verdicts. You actually are in a position right there to report abuse or to try to take down a site. Um, but that, I think, just continually having people be vigilant, because especially in these areas like cryptocurrency, the, the novelty is a big part of what um, these fraudsters or you know, scammers will, will look to try to capitalize on um, for many of us out there. Hey, Jeff, let's double click on Bolster for a few minutes here. You're best known for brand and trademark protection, as you've discussed here. How is this threat landscape evolving beyond what you've told us so far? There's, I'd say two things that we've observed. One is the, the, the digital touch points, right? The, the many ways in which your brand, your online brand touches a, a consumer. So it can be um, you know, through obviously like your website, but there's advertising, there's search engines, um, there's social media sites. You know, there's a number of different places where your brand can touch your, your consumer and, and those become areas where that consumer or that experience can get sidetracked. And um, it could be like a fake site or it could be um, a, a phishing campaign off of a site that then starts uh, an account takeover process. So the, the one challenge is that there's more digital touch points and that increases over, you know, it, as every day passes. So it's constantly getting your arms around the different places that your brand can be and that your consumers or customers can interact with that. Uh, the, uh, the flip side of that is it's also very fragmented on the receiving side. So if you set up a fake site, that could be used for a lot of things. It could be used to wreak havoc in your supply chain. It could be used, as we mentioned, the kind of classic credential theft. There's a number of different ways that it would then trigger within an enterprise. So if it's a brand infringement, that classic kind of brand team would get involved, but it wouldn't yet hit say customer service until someone actually said that my account had been taken over or it wouldn't necessarily hit the fraud department until there was actually some illicit fund taking place. So one is that, you know, on the outside know that your brand is hitting and, and touching your customer in different places, but those touch points and when, if fraud exists, will hit your organization in potentially in a fragmented way. It'll hit the fraud department, it'll hit the customer service department, it may hit the security department. So increasingly, we, we like to talk about how, and our platform helps with that. It's a collaboration between the different groups. So to help break down the barriers so that everyone that needs to be taking place in what is this kind of holistic process of detecting and thwarting threats and, and scams that everyone has access to the same view into that and what we find is that the, the proliferation of the brand combined with the fragmentation is what allows for many of these um, attacks to occur and, and to persist so helping and providing a platform that can do things at the speed with which we need to do it but also that allow brand teams security teams fraud teams to all come together through a platform and have a kind of common um, you know, single source, source of truth and common kind of pane of glass that they can all see what's occurring and then all take um, collective action on. But I think that's been, you know, th these two forces that have been make it very challenging. And a big thing that we've tried to do with our system 
you know, to trust the speed with which things happen in the various places that they're occurring, but be able to always have that come, come back to an environment that is very easy for the, all the constituents within an environment or an enterprise um, to see and then take action against. So Jeff, given the speed and given what we've talked about in terms of phishing and fraud and cryptocurrency scams, how is Bolster essentially raising its game to help detect and take down fraudulent sites? Well, there's, there's two parts of this. One is obviously the, the detection engine. You know, I had mentioned before, we're scanning in orders of two to three million URLs a day. We've done well over you know, a billion at this point in, in the system. So a big part of what we're able to do is provide really, really fast and accurate detection of, of sites. So within 100 milliseconds in our engine, so we're launching you know, these headless browsers, you know, virtual browsers on the cloud and scanning URLs and 100 milliseconds rendering a verdict, which is then triggering our process of remediation if we've got you know, a you know, phishing um, disposition. So one is the engine that is driven through a number of different AI components, natural language processing, computer vision, um, deep learning mo models. So different ways in which we can do super, super fast and accurate logo detection and rendering verdicts on credential theft and things of that nature. That's the, the first part, because again, as we mentioned, the volume, you immediately have to start getting your arms in a systems perspective around all that you're seeing and start to prioritize those in terms of risk. The second part is, is the takedown. Um, yeah, there's one thing to find out that things are suspicious or things are actually bonafide phishing sites, the, the thornier issue at scale is how do I take these sites down and ensure they don't show up again somewhere else? Uh, and that's the second part of, of what we do is we have a fully automated process of taking down blocking sites within you know, the browser level and then taking down sites. So working um, in an automated fashion through APIs, the integrations we have with hosting providers, registrars to take sites down and then continue to monitor the landscape so that these sites don't emerge. Again, a lot of times you'll take a site down and they'll just pick it up and move it to a different hosting provider and it'll show up again the next day. So there's this kind of always this ongoing kind of continuous monitoring. All of that is what we're able to do in an automated fashion. So you know, any of what we've been talking about from this you know, scale you throw that at our system and we can very easily then kind of get our arms around the nature of the risks are and then just those that are immediately you know, phishing and credential theft sites immediately initiate takedowns, which um, is a huge, huge advantage uh, for these brands that once they, they hit, they're under attack, this, then the clock is running for just how quickly they can um, you know, remove, take down, and keep down um, you know, any of that which is you know, attacking their brand or looking to defraud their customers or their business. Jeff, let's reinforce this last point. At a time when fraudsters certainly are relying more on automation, what do you want our listeners to know about how Bolster can help customers respond at the exact same pace? Well, I, I think you hear it said, I think that's matching it with that pace. This is really this matching the scale with, with scale. And I think understanding the, the scope of the problem and then applying automation capabilities throughout 
the, the process. So, yeah, I think there's providing that connective tissue from detecting at scale to then alerting and, and taking down at scale and, and knowing that the problems can emerge really quickly. And, but also knowing that, you know, there are solutions that are right sized for that. But it, again, it, it, it predicated on having the ability to see quickly and to render verdicts quickly, which is a big part of what, you know, our technology obviously is doing. And then to, to apply that through API integrations and other um, automated evidence submission capabilities, all of that is, is key to how you build a plan to get ahead of this and stay ahead of um, you know, what we're seeing now is this landscape, which continues to be kind of up and to the right in terms of this volume of, of attacks. Very good. Jeff, I appreciate your time and insight today. Thanks so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Again, you just heard from Jeff Baher. He's the head of product marketing with Bolster for Information Security Media Group. I'm Tom Field. Thanks so much for listening today.